Hello and welcome to the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Jake Barros, and on the show this week, we will be discussing what the hell went wrong with Disney Infinity, what the hell is up with Call of Duty Modern Warfare Trilogy, and we'll also be playing everyone's new favourite Press Start podcast game, What the Wiki. So stay tuned for that. But before we get into anything, let's find out who's joining us on the podcast today. So we do have the boss man himself, Shannon. Hello. We have Kevin. Hey. And we also have Sarah. Hey. Cool, cool. How are we all feeling? We're feeling good? How are we feeling about this weekly thing? We've changed Maybe. it up this week with a new team. Yeah. <laughs> so feel good. Feel good, man. <laughs> yeah, good. I can feel the energy. It's it's really vibing out here. <laughs> Well, let's get, let's get into things. Let's jump into what we always start with, with what we have been playing in the last week. So, Kev, do you want to kick this off? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, mainly Dark Souls 3, a lot of Dark Souls. Um, I'm nearly finished uh, New Game Plus, which is sort of what I wanted to do. Um, it's really, you know, it's really good. I, I've given it a 9 out of 10 and I stand by it. And other than that, I've been playing... I played a lot of the Overwatch beta. It's not beta, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which is an interesting game. I thought it was good. I I played about 16 hours of it, maybe 15, 16. Um, It's hard to justify paying full price for it, though, because... That sixteen hours out of it, I was by the end of it, I was like, "Oh." I saw a lot of people saying that they had played enough in the beta that they didn't need to pick it up. Yeah, so like as a eighty dollar full purchase, I really don't see how a lot of people are going to buy it. I I would easily spend twenty thirty dollars on it, but not not full price. But in terms of the gameplay and stuff, it's it's quite solid. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Because what is it supposed to be? Just like a multiplayer arena, or does it does it even have like a campaign or anything? Nah, it's got it's got like one five minute tutorial, um, but uh, all of it is online. You can uh, even if you want to play against AI, you've got to go online. Um, it's, oh wow! Yeah, so it's like a six v six arena shooter sort of thing, very Team Fortress like. Um, and you've got like twenty one different classes, or in four different like uh, modes, uh, not modes. Um, like you've got assault, defense, support, that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, and there's a few different like game modes as well. But yeah, like I said, from what I played, there was a lot of variety, and, uh, and like each hero is quite different. But um, by the end of my by the end of the beta, I was just like, ah, oh, I don't need to buy it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair and enough. Uh, how have you been um, feeling with Dark Souls? Because I know we've got a few messages from you about losing all those souls of yours. <laughs> Yeah, every now and then I just send a message saying, just lost 200,000 souls, rest in peace. <laughs> um, I think I'm at the point where I don't care about losing that many souls. Have you finished the game yet or not? Yeah, I have. I'm, I'm nearly finished New Game Plus, Okay. Um, which is when you replay it. What's the incentive? Like yeah, what's the incentive? Okay, cool. So the, basically the incentive is like you... Like I can sweep up more side quests like that I missed the first time around. Um, there's some, there's certain like uh, armor and rings that are only obtainable in New Game Plus, um, and just the extra challenge because who doesn't love a more difficult version of Dark Souls? Brood up. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. Cool. Well, Sarah, what about you? What have you been playing? Um, well, I was playing the Gears Four beta and that finished, and then I was playing Overwatch, but now that's ended as well. But <laughs> I've gone back to The Witcher 3 now, starting a new campaign in that. <laughs> Getting Jeez, ready for the I... DLC that's coming out at the end of the month. Yeah, I haven't yeah, touched The really Witcher. Good. Like, it came out. Yeah. I haven't touched it since, I like, playing it. supposed to go for, like, 20 hours. Jesus. Yeah, I only played that's an a hour long game. and I thought, I'm never going to get into this. <laughs> oh, it takes so long to get used to it. Like, yeah. from going from, like, Overwatch back to The Witcher, it's crazy. I died a lot of times. <laughs> what, did, what did you think of the Gears 4 beta? I saw that it didn't do too well. They released their numbers the same day as Overwatch, and yeah. it's a pretty sad story. Um, like, as someone that's played the Gears Ultimate Edition that came out, it's so much better. Like, the beta was so much better than Ultimate Edition. The shotgun actually worked. But, um, yeah, there was only three maps to play. There weren't a lot of people playing it. You were matched with, like, bots most of the time. And yeah. They would always miss with the shotgun, but they'd kill you no matter where you were with the power weapons. So 
Mm-hmm. Have to see when it comes out at the end of the year. Yeah. And Shannon, what about you? Um, I finished Uncharted Four. I don't have we talked about Uncharted at all on the cast nope. to date. Uh, I don't <laughs> no think so. Though. And yeah, no, okay, we can't even talk about it because you were just <laughs> idling. <laughs> Jake hasn't even started Uncharted Three yet, so back to myself. Um, yeah, finished Uncharted Four. Obviously, that was really good. <laughs> then quickly went on to Doom, which is completely different. To Uncharted, I, I don't know. I, I think I like it. Like it was really crazy, action packed, and I guess that was good coming from Uncharted, which was a lot of cutscenes, slow pacing. So it was good just to pick up a shotgun, pick up a chainsaw, kill some demons. But as a full price title, it did feel like a little bit of a letdown. The multiplayer in particular felt really old school. And obviously, we've spoken a little bit about the DLC that's coming over the next year that's sort of going to fragment that online community. So I don't know how it'll go and where it sort of fits in today's landscape. But yeah, it's it's a good game that I probably recommend you wait for. Kevin, you played a little bit of the beta, didn't you? I did, and I hated it, man. <laughs> um, oh, I really wasn't obsessed. Oh, was, was, it, really was it that it's like too old school? Because it's not that different from i guess like quake and those old arena shooters do you just feel like uh, I, I don't think it was old school enough really it just it felt really clunky like it was sort of like in the middle between old right. school and yeah like, fair and enough new. yeah i mean you had loadouts loadouts are ridiculous in yeah. the Doom game <laughs> yeah you haven't played single player though have you nah um i don't I can't justify spending yeah, 80 bucks on a single player. It's fun, I mean, but it honestly feels like a $20, $30 remaster mm. of one of the old... Like, that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like it's an $80 game. Yeah. But, yeah, like it, it's it's fun. It's fun. That's all I can say. Like, there's no story there. The graphics... A lot of people are saying it looks great. I don't think it looks that good, to be honest. But it is fun. Mm. All right, Mr. Hard to Impress. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um... <laughs> What about you, Jay? What have you been playing? Well, uh, to get you off my back, I have been. Uh, I have started the uh, Uncharted collection. So yeah. I finished one the other day. I'm about halfway through two. Um, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Like I don't know. I'm I'm pretty much trying to gun through it just to get like the story and everything, but still yeah. like you know, obviously taking it all in. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good game. I see like the quality in it and where people have kind of like fallen in love with it. Um, I haven't really yeah. seen, I don't know, nothing that I've gone, oh my God, like this is like an awesome game. But I guess like I'm playing games that were brought out a few years ago now. Like so, I think Uncharted um, 1, I, like I obviously reviewed the Uncharted collection and played at, at least half of one. Well, I played at least half of all of them, but one in particular sort of really didn't stand up today just because the graphics yeah. weren't great the gameplay was ah. really basic compared to two and three oh, the but mechanics and the stuff beginning are of, horrible in it the beginning of two is awesome though like i don't know if you, you obviously didn't get that oh my god moment but the start of uncharted 2 is still one of the best experiences i've had in the last sort of 10 years what do you mean it, like in what way the, the train like the se- the train sequence you didn't like that uh. Is that uh, like it was cool, dude? I, and I, I was I, like, "Oh, I this is definitely and I a still step love up." Their sequence. <laughs> You're lucky Ewan's not here. I swear to God. What? <laughs> I, I'm sure he's shaking his head, throwing his what? headphones on the ground, and stamping yeah. around his room or something like that. Yeah. So no, but it's in... enjoyable. It's no, no, don't get like, don't twist my words. I th- it's cool. I enjoy it, but I'm not like, oh my god, like, this is just a defining gaming moment right here. Okay, it's literally the <laughs> defining gaming moment last <laughs> Oh god, I've, I've just, like, missed the whole mark then. I need to play through that first sequence. Oh, everyone's going um, to hate you even more now than before you hadn't played it. I was already getting hate in the unboxing video because I hadn't played Hello. any. I'll just oh, shut my mouth. Crazy. Let's just move into the topic, shall we, then? Yeah. 
right, so the first topic of the cast here, it's all about Disney Infinity. So Disney Infinity has officially been cancelled. So Disney have announced that Disney Infinity has been cancelled. The franchise will no longer exist following the release of Alice Alice, I thought that was a different word. That's okay. Alice threw the Looking Glass figures later this month and the Finding Dory playset in June. Subsequently, Disney will close Avalanche and exit... Oh, God, I can't talk. And exit console publishing. So, what are everyone's thoughts? Like, Shannon, you're uh, you're the, I guess, the, the news writing machine at the moment. So, can you kind of touch on this a little bit more at all? Um, yeah, not only that, I don't know if you guys know, but I've sort of been a huge collector of Disney Infinity. I've got like every figure that's released today, most of the... What? The I didn't know that. Yeah, I've got every single figure. So <laughs> definitely it's a little bit sad that I've got like a hundred figures that are never going to... Like I'm not going to ever keep putting <laughs> that collection with franchises. It's just mind-blowing. Like they've released stuff sort of after the, the announcement that they were on top of the game. I think Star Wars alone bought in $200 billion. So it's clear mm. that it's not bringing in enough money. And I think they've tried to work out deals with Hasbro and other toy suppliers that just haven't worked out. So I think the effort isn't worth the small amount of profit they're making, but it's definitely sad for sure. Yeah, because it kind of seemed like it came... I that I guess another... Yeah, they, they announced, I think it was last month that... It was exceeding their expectations. They announced a new playset for Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, and then this sort of happened. But yeah, I think more importantly, the fact that they're getting out of console development altogether, which is sad for sure. I don't know if that means they're going to sort of lend out some of those licenses to other people, which could be a good thing. But if not, then that means that Disney games sort of only going to hit mobile, which they've obviously had success. Mm, That's a real shame. Yeah, because yeah, Kev, Kevin, like, you literally be, only just picked it all up, didn't you? <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I picked it. Up, I picked up all the Star Wars stuff, um, and now it's just gonna sit there, useless. <laughs> yeah, because that was the Are good you not thing. angry. I'm, um, I'm, I'm really sad because I thought it was doing really well, and yeah. and to hear like like they're closing down studios, everyone's losing their jobs, and like the game is really, really solid, and the playsets are great. Um, I love, I love the design of the figurine. So I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm just, I'm, I'm just dis- like, I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad and disappointed. <laughs> it's rare. You sound like a parent. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I'm, channel- I'm channeling my father right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Like, have you ever got into like the toys, uh, toys to life kind of franchise and everything? Um, not really. I mean, the closest I've ever come to is like all the Lego games, <laughs> mm-hmm. which are like really fun, but they seem to do well. And you wouldn't think that a Disney game would like, you wouldn't think it would be canned. Mm. Like I didn't expect it. And I know a lot yeah. of people that play it as well and they all enjoy it. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Cause the thing is like, I, I guess too, like, you know, with, with everything that Disney has bought, now like owning marvel owning star wars and all that kind of stuff like there's so many directions they could have gone which probably would have been like really really awesome but it's kind of a bit of a letdown like i think uh next year they were going to include like cars 3 which i mean not everyone's like too worried about but uh you know star wars 8 the pirates of the caribbean guardians of the galaxy like it was going to be a few things so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I, I just wonder if sort of Skylanders, Lego Dimensions, Amiibo seem to be doing well, but I just wonder how long they can all survive in the market space. Well, this for. is... Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know. Do you guys reckon then this is a bit of a, a nod towards the end of Toys to Life at all? Or do you think that maybe we'll see one of them really start to flourish? Um, I don't think well, it what... helps anyone else, to be honest. Mm. Well, wasn't Disney Infinity the most successful one? Apparently, one? yeah. Yeah, so like that doesn't bode well for the others. I know yeah. Skylanders. I feel Skylanders has really sort of dropped in popularity compared to when it started. Um, and I, I thought Lego Dimensions was really popular, but if Infinity was was the most popular one, and you know it couldn't, and Dimensions couldn't beat that. Um, yeah, it's not looking good. Yeah. Well, apparently a new Skylanders is coming this year, and I think LEGO Dimensions is going to kick on with Year 2 stuff, so I don't think either of those will get out of the race yet, and Amiibo seems to be doing really well, as I said before, so yeah, it's just a strange one. As we've already said, like Disney would have been the last 
company that you'd expect to get out of the the race. I don't know if you already said it, Shannon, though, but like, do we actually know why it got? I think so. Like, what what the can't? issue was when Disney Infinity One released, they had really big shortage supplies. So I can't remember who came out in one, but like they were popular figures. Obviously, the issue was they were releasing play sets that tied into movies coming out at that time that weren't necessarily popular just to mm. have something to release alongside a movie and that was your issue like they were having some figures sitting on shelves i think they said they produced two million hulk figures they only sold one million so they had a million to just oh, <laughs> do something with so that that was the issue they couldn't get their overall strategy right like there were so many different franchises that they could have implemented but they went with random ones like the lone ranger and other mm. really dodgy franchises so that was the main issue i think there were too many people putting their opinion where it wasn't wanted and it ended up failing business like not i think it made them money but i don't think it made them as much money as it could have and that's why it just wasn't worth the effort yeah fair enough fair enough um i get well i guess you know wrapping up this kind of topic and out of everything are you guys super disappointed about not being able to grab anything you know coming out in, in the next release what would it have been like 4.0 whatever it was i always anything that you're looking wars. forward to yeah Star wars. <laughs> there was still a lot that could have been done with all franchises but the lion king like i grew up with that majorly and they never they only did a few like power discs that brought the backgrounds in but i would have loved to have seen more classic like aladdin they released a few characters but they just didn't go back into their back catalogue and and really take advantage of that. So it's definitely sad. Like, it was literally infinite possibilities. Disney infinite possibility. I see yeah. where you're going yeah. there. Yeah, nice. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump into the next topic then. Uh, so, the Assassin's Creed movie trailer just dropped. 20th Century Fox and Ubisoft released the first trailer for Assassin's Creed, uh, the movie starring Michael Fassbender, and I have no idea how to pronounce his name, Marianne Cotillard? Did I say that correctly? Nah, you butchered that. <laughs> okay, let's just go with it then. Uh, it dropped last Wednesday, so it will release on December the 21st this year. Kev, you're obviously the resident Ubisoft lover here. Uh, what did you make of the trailer? <laughs> Mate. <laughs> um, um, I've been, hey, I've been, uh, I've been really uh, rooting for this film for, since it started. Just, just, uh, based on the talent behind it um like i like i've said at least in three of the last podcasts i've been in uh justin kurzel is a really talented director he is he was from australia um and you should definitely check out his adaptation of macbeth if you haven't um it's just a gorgeous looking film and with fassbender as um you know playing the lead character i you know i i see him as a really quality actor as well like i don't see him doing like projects just to get money out of it so I'm really excited for the film. I when I watched the trailer, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It looked gorgeous. Um, uh, I liked sort of the new animus as much as a lot of people were saying it's you know weird. It's like it's a robot weird. It's weird. It, it's, I know it's weird, <laughs> but like I can I can see why they changed it because having him just lie there with the animus over his face would have been really boring. So I can, mm. I can see why they changed it, um, and if it works out in the film, then I'll be happy. Yeah. Um. But apparently, a lot of it's going to be set in the present day. It's going to be roughly what sixty-five percent in the present, thirty-five percent in the past, um, which is interesting. When I first mm. read about that, I'm like, oh, I don't know. The past stuff is always better. Uh, I don't want to watch two hours of Michael Fassbender walking around, press, pressing the A button, you know, trying to talk to people. <laughs> Do you um, think they're but, setting up more than one movie? Like, have they said anything about that at all? It, it's definitely setting it up to be a franchise. Okay. So, like, I, I, I don't see it how it's not going to be a franchise. Um even if they were to just do the standalone movie, they'd probably leave the ending to be, like, open-ended sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, they... Uh, spoilers for Assassin's Creed 1, I guess. It's like 12 years old now. Um, <laughs> the first game did that as well. <laughs> so it's like, I can see the movie following a similar similar formula. But yeah, uh, paint me as uh, tentatively excited 
this could possibly be the first good video game movie. Oh my god, and it's Ubisoft as well for all I things know. for you, Kev. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Um, I'm interested though to hear everyone's kind of like point of view on this. So, Sarah, what did you think of the trailer? I actually thought it was all right. Um, I think the bits that are kind of in present day, I was watching a trailer breakdown on YouTube of it, and it actually looks okay. Like, I know the, like, I think the animus looks weird. It looks really freaking weird. But um, <laughs> it's supposed to, like, in the movie, they, like, the breakdown said it was supposed to show him, like, learning the skills that, you know, his ancestor mm. had. And you can kind of see a bit in the trailer where it's present day and he's using, like, a bow and arrow and everything. So you get to see him be badass in present day as well. I reckon, I reckon it'll be all right. It looks promising so far. Good actors, so. Yeah, He's yeah. Hoping. I think it's going to be really interesting how they kind of bring in those points of, like, the game. Because, like, I remember playing the game and, like, you know, Desmond is just, like, sitting in the Atomus and then suddenly he he knows how to do all this, like, cool stuff, which is, like, well, he's just been lying there and thinking about the past Wasting and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think it's cool the way they've done it. But, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting, I think. I think hardcore fans of maybe the Assassin's Creed series might might not love it as much, but I get why they did it. Obviously, like Kev said, for a of a movie, you need a little bit more action and interesting. Um, but what about you, Shannon? What are your um, thoughts? Yeah, I've never been too invested in the Assassin's Creed franchise, but the trailer looked decent. Like, I think it did a good job of sort of bringing gamers in, but also making it relevant to people that have never heard of Assassin's Creed, which there are a lot of people out there, obviously. So, yeah, I think it looked solid. I don't think it means it'll be an awesome movie by any stretch of the imagination. But, yeah, I think it's cool. I think the more sort of video game franchises that come out at cinema, it's better for us and better for gamers in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely, definitely a solid start. Yeah, I, def- I, I think it's going to be interesting. Like, I mean, I, I was... Uh... I wouldn't say a fan. Like, let's just not like let's not go diehard fan here. But I really enjoyed like Assassin's Creed, like one and two, yeah. three was getting there a little bit. But I, I kind of really enjoyed like that um, past and present kind of mix of it all, and especially like that kind of mythology. Is that a word? Mythology yeah. of it as well, with like the really like ancient storyline. So I'll be interested to see if they bring that in, or whether they're really going to maybe focus more on. Um, you know that Templar and assassin kind of uh, story and more so bring it into the present day and just skip over all that mythology and stuff mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think it definitely shows some potential which is good I mean most video game trailers we do see uh, you know in a movie format it's like oh god what have they done yeah. um, like Doom for you know instance um but yeah i don't know it's very interesting what were our thoughts though on the music for the trailer easy is life mate easy (laughs) is life no don't say that kev (laughs) i listen to metal and i love that song that is a good song (laughs) exactly sarah knows what's up (laughs) no i just i can't stand kanye I thought it just gave it another level of, like, that mainstream relevance. Like, I don't think it fit or didn't fit, but I think it was just another angle. Like, I saw Pedestrian and all these other websites. That's all they were commenting on, the fact that Kanye West was in the trailer, pretty much. Well, his, his voice was in the trailer. Yeah, when they announced it, I thought, like, he was actually, yeah. like, in the movie. Just, I was like, like oh, God, what have they That's done? <laughs> <laughs> imagine that though yeah that would have been good i actually kind of do want to see it now yeah. <laughs> someone should like remake it with kanye in the trailer somewhere that would be great um so overall ratings we're all excited to some extent for this movie mm-hmm. yep. yep yeah 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 we will all pay a movie ticket value to go see it no one's uh, gonna do anything uh, illegal yeah, here. Yes. Ah, uh, Kev. Yeah, cheeky little laugh. I see. No, that. no. I'll pay. I'll pay. I'll pay. Um, <laughs> I'll pay my price. <laughs> then, 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 to be fair, I've paid more than my fair share buying year after year of depleting qualities of Assassin's Creed games. So, you know, that that being said. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, before we move on, though, like, I mean, this is, I guess, like, the Assassin's Creed movie, if it's done well, I guess it's going to open up a bit of a 
maybe a bit of a, a flow for other gaming movies that we do see. So I always love to, I've asked this question before, but like you, what kind of games would you like to see turned into movies? Um, but we do know that uh, another Ubisoft property, Splinter Cell, is being made into a movie. Really? With Tom oh, really? Hardy. Yeah, with Tom Hardy as uh, Sam Fisher. So oh, this could damn, possibly son. be the start of a Ubisoft cinematic universe, much like Marvel and DC, sort of. Here's hoping. So... Interesting. <laughs> um, I think Uncharted or The Last of Us would potentially make a really good movie. Probably more The Last of Us would be interesting. I think there was talks of an Uncharted movie at one point, wasn't there? But it was in a development mm. hell. Yeah it's, yeah, it's sort of not happening anymore. But yeah, I, I'm hesitant for that to happen as well because then you see like all the movie titles from games that are just terrible and Ratchet and Clank's another example that the game was awesome mm. and it was released alongside the movie but the movie is absolutely crap. So yeah, it's... <laughs> It's tough. What what other games are there that would make good movies? There's there's a lot of uh, potential of good properties. I just think good stories in games are rare to begin with. Like really compelling stories from start to finish that you engage oh, with. Except for Uncharted, Spec apparently, Ops that I missed except out for Uncharted. on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. Like you bring up a good point, Shannon. Like you know, you have these games that do have really engaging stories like the last of us and everything like but i mean like would it do it justice like if you had a really good movie uh, a really good game turned into a movie like there is that great potential that they just won't do it justice at all so is it better off having maybe a slightly lesser uh, i guess performing game and then turning it into you know hiring everyone's expectations for the movie um, I don't think so. Not not for me personally. Like, I don't see any reason why... Like, I love Uncharted, but I have no desire for them really to make it into a movie. Like, I don't know. Unless, I guess, it extends the universe or tells a different story, then I wouldn't want, like, Uncharted 1 to be recreated into a movie. That just would be pointless for me. Like, yeah, that, that would make no sense. But then, if they Fair were never going to make The Last of Us 2, but then they wanted to tell... I don't know, the origin stories of Joel and Alan, then, then that might be appealing. See, that, that's that's a bit strange, because a lot of people, when, when they talk about video game uh, to film adaptations, they want a, an adaptation that sticks to the, like, sticks to the game. No, I don't get that. Mm. Which, yeah, and it's like, it's, it's sort of interesting, because, like, you're on one side and a lot of people are on the other side. Not, like, not now, want, when, want, when like, games and, and movies are on par graphically. Like, if someone said they're going to make a Crash yeah, Bandicoot movie... <laughs> then that's yeah <laughs> that'd be interesting to see how wouldn't you love that like no dialogue at all yeah. and just like him jumping on boxes the whole time yeah that'd be great <laughs> yeah i don't i don't get that i know a lot of people do always say that as well but i i don't understand it yeah and it, it's it's like a it's a tough line to walk sort of yeah hmm. no i get it Sarah, did you have any game you'd like to see turned into a movie? Nope, I don't want them to get butchered. Yeah. I'm like thinking of all the games. I'm like, they're all open world. You can't, it's not going to translate well as a movie. And then I'm like, what about ones that aren't really open world, like Bioshock? Nah, nah. Yeah. I didn't, if I'm you make a movie out of that, of it's Judy not going to do well. Being adapted to a movie at all at this point. What? Oh, uh, gross. Do you know what I mean? What would they like, do? Call of Duty is a movie. <laughs> I know. That's, that's why I'm surprised. They'd, it'd just be a movie that's already available and they just make all the characters look different and that's yeah, about it. True. <laughs> cool. Well, speaking of Call of Duty, what a great segue. Uh, let's have a chat about the Call of Duty Modern Warfare trilogy. So, this has recently just been announced. So, it has now been confirmed that the Call of Duty Modern Warfare trilogy will release in the US and UK on May 17th. Unlike the rumors that were swirling last month, this will be a boxed version of all three Modern Warfare games and will release on PS3 and Xbox 360. There will be no visual upgrades. Sarah, you are definitely, I think, the COD queen uh, of the team uh, because, I mean, we've seen those videos you've posted on the site and you could easily 1v the rest of us and just annihilate all of, of us. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I 
I will be buying that instead of Infinite Warfare. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Uh, at the same time, it's kind of like I could just put the games in my Xbox 360 and play them. Like, will I mm. really go out and buy it? I have the games. I have my old Xbox. I I think even, like, if I got it when it came out, multiplayer would probably be dead. Like, it would be dead lobbies. Even now, in the newest Call of Duty, it's hard to find a game. Like, mm. I, I don't know if it would be worth it. <laughs> yeah, do you think it's a weird thing that they did it only for last gen? Like, they didn't think about doing a remaster and putting it on, you know, the current gen? I think it's just stupid. Like, <laughs> to be honest, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, everything I've heard with Call of Duty recently... Uh, I'm just... I don't even know where <laughs> to begin. I'm so disappointed in Call of Duty. I, like, comp- like oh, I am switching to Battlefield. I've never played Battlefield. I've never oh, had the desire oh. to play Battlefield, and I'm going to switch. Like She went there. <laughs> that's, that's when you really know you've disappointed a COD fan. They've switched sides. Like, they were good games, but... I'm. I have them somewhere, like stored away. <laughs> I don't need to go out and like buy it again. Yeah. I already have it. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Weirder that, like, the first Modern Warfare is getting remastered for PS4 and Xbox One, so it dilutes the message and marketing even more. I just. I don't get mm. it either. I. The the reasoning is that Infinite Warfare isn't coming out on last gen, and I guess. Yeah, I just have no idea. I can't even justify it. I'm trying to justify it, but I can't. It's, it's weird. You can't reason with it. Yeah. And that you can't buy the remastered version unless you get, like, the digital bundle that comes with the season yeah. parts and the new game. And it's like, well, I don't want to spend 150 bucks on it. Yeah, we like, were speaking yeah, about exactly. that <laughs> last night as well. And someone was saying, oh, I'm just going to buy it and then sell Infinite Warfare. And I, I'm pretty sure they're going to tie it to an online <laughs> registration mm, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and that's what Maddie was saying last podcast as well, that, you know, we've seen games where they've, you know, released a, a remastered version mm-hmm. that comes with the latest version yeah. and, like, they've tied it so you have to still have the yeah. latest version disc in to play that, you know, remaster and things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a very, very weird little move that they have done. I know, you know, we're all kind of a little bit baffled by it, but is there... Do you think if you can kind of come up with some kind of reasoning why they thought this was a good idea, anyone got a kind of a, a way to kind of reason for it? They knew they knew it was going to be terrible, so they're like, we'll bring back a fan favorite game <laughs> yeah. and we'll make you buy the season pass at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it's just it's just odd. Kev, your thoughts? You're quiet. Uh-huh. You're not normally quiet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nah, I, I agree with um Sarah. It's just really weird how how they're doing this, and I'm not. I've I've been. I've, I'm one of those Call of Duty people that like I hate it every year, and I still buy it every year. Um, so like ninety percent of the fan base, I guess. Um, I don't know. I have. I just don't know what they're doing. You know, it just makes no sense. And like tie, yeah, tying the remastered to the Infinity Warfare, so you can only get it if you pre-order like the full bundle. That that's just ridiculous. Um, and I've completely lost interest in Call of Duty after that. Like, I'm not gonna pre-order it. Like, I I'll rather not play the remastered at all than have to buy spend like 120 bucks on it. Um, yeah, and the, I I sort of get having the trilogy remastered. Oh, not remastered. Just having the trilogy bundled together for last gen because I know what they're gonna do. Like n- this year, Infinite Warfare with Modern Warfare remastered, and then next year will be Modern Warfare Two remastered, and then the year after will be Modern Warfare Three remastered <laughs> because this is Activision and they like to squeeze every dollar out of us. So that that is my prediction. I swear to God, if if this doesn't happen, I will buy everyone here a copy of whatever whatever Call of Duty comes out next year. I swear to God. I just love how much you like ramped up. You're all like, oh, I don't really have an opinion. And then at the end, you're like, I swear to God, this will happen. I love the passion. It's so good. Um, I guess we should mention, though, we're still waiting on an Australian release, uh, at least for the details for it as well. So we know at the moment it will be about uh, around about $30 in the USA. Yeah. Um, so we're suspecting maybe around about 40 to 50 Australian. Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah, it will be interesting to see whether or not people can justify that. And, and I'm, I mean, like Sarah, you said, like, you know, you can already play some of those games because you already have the collection, you know, for your older gen anyway. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the kind of, I guess, uh, crowd that they bring in and what their overall plan was it. So, yeah, interesting move, guys. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's move into the next topic. So... This will rub you the wrong way, Shannon, because there's been a negative Uncharted 4 review. <laughs> Was it you? Huh? Was it you? <laughs> Shh, no, don't tell them. <laughs> okay, so over the weekend, a bizarre review popped up on the Washington Post giving Uncharted 4 a 4 out of 10, claiming that the game was terrible and should have ended at Uncharted 3. As the Washington Post are listed on Metacritic, this review was the first negative one and the only score below 80 to appear and obviously brought the score down quite significantly. The review itself does not list a score, yet the Metacritic uh, 4 out of 10 still stands so shannon are you outraged i'm just confused like i was actually looking into this again today because there's a lot of confusion around the review because apparently it showed up with a four out of ten for like 10 minutes then it was changed to a four out of four and now it has no score so nobody knows where the four out of ten came from apparently the review now is different to the one that went up with the four out of ten the Washington Post haven't what? said anything. It's the most clicked Uncharted review on the internet, even though it came out a week after launch. So it's obviously been a big win for them, but it's still so unclear about what the reasoning is behind it. But Metacritic have come out and said, like, we don't update scores unless there's a reason. Like, <laughs> you have to tell us prior that it's it's a work in progress, which they clearly didn't. So they're not going to change it. But that's what's yeah, interesting that's to me. Weird. Like, there is literally, there's no sense in it. Like, the 4 out of 10 is not there anymore. There's no score and it's not a negative view anymore. So I don't I don't get it. It w- doesn't look like so, it was that funny though. So it's absolutely like no negative points in the review now? Like no. they've totally changed yeah, it? Yeah, it's different. That's weird. Yeah. That's, that's, written by the same person? Yeah, it's the same person. It's just... Huh. I think they were going for a comedy angle because of the whole IGN thing. Like a lot of people were sort of piggybacking off that but it obviously backfired because it wasn't funny obviously it brought the metacritic down to like 93 from 94 world changing so yeah it's just odd yeah that's rough because i mean like i i was reading a bit of the review of it and like their last words and this doesn't spoil anything so don't worry if you're listening it just says a thief's end is a less uh, is less a conclusion to Nathan Drake's story than an affirmation of the inclusive wreck it has always been like that's that's pretty harsh yeah, like that's, and it's not funny like i don't i don't get it like it's it's sort of plausible that someone could write that yeah yeah for sure like it's just and the whole review is like that there's no points where it's like oh this is just a bit of a, a quirky little yeah. saying or anything like that it, it's very kind of like this game was just silly yeah. um, it's not the first time he's written stuff like that either like i was trying to investigate it and i'm i'm not sure if he's satirical or not i'm just gonna presume that it was a really really bad joke because he said that um dark souls was the worst game ever made oh no wait Dark Souls 2 is worse in, like, his other review. And then he hated on, like, Red Dead Redemption and he absolutely despised it. And it's like, these are all games that everyone loved. Like, (laughs) he's got to be trolling. Yeah, weird. That's so weird. Like, it's interesting. Like, maybe it's just his thing and it hasn't really been brought to light. But in this, you know, regard with such a big game and such anticipation, it's kind of just, like, blown up and maybe taking out a context of what he's always done but yeah it's odd it's odd indeed yeah kev you could probably start doing a segment like that don't you reckon (laughs) uh yes definitely one out of tens for everything across the board critic will (laughs) kick us off (laughs) do you have um do you have any opinion on it like are you an uncharted fan uh not really but i wouldn't give it a oh actually i would give uncharted one a four out of ten <laughs> <laughs> i would actually i keep arguing with shannon because i think uncharted three is like a solid six seven whereas he's like it's a 10 out of 10 i'm like mate come on come on mate. i'll admit that if you go back and play on any of them now like 
they're not as good as being in the moment, playing it from start to finish. I'd never play another one. Like, I wouldn't even go back now and play Uncharted 4 again. I play the multiplayer, but it's just, wow. it's, it's a good experience that you have once, preferably yeah, like when the technology yeah. is advanced. That's yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I I I think it's really weird that Metacritic still doesn't let you change scores. Um. Yeah. It's quite a, it's a, it's quite outdated, and like the the whole Metacritic is just outdated at this point. Like the the website hasn't been updated in like twelve years, like in terms of the design and the layout. Um. I just don't understand. Like, oh, it's just I don't like it at all. Not really. And TV shows get reviewed based on what reviewers get so for instance uh this i guess this is sort of related but like game of thrones season six is sitting at like 70 on metacritic because everyone reviewed the first episode only whereas uh, let's be real game of thrones season six like this best season ever <laughs> um but it's just it's just really it's just it's just an outdated sort of practice. As in, and then you got to Rotten Tomatoes, and each like the, sorry, I'm still talking about TV shows, but each episode is reviewed individually, and then they curate the whole thing, and then put it together, and then give a season score based on like the average of each episode, which makes a lot more sense. Um, and I'm pretty sure like uh, there was a lot of uh, the the metal, metal meta score for um I don't know if anyone remembers the old the, not the old one, but um. The new Sim City back in like 2013, that was fluctuating a lot. Like it started off at 90, and then a lot of reviewers changed their scores because of the always online component, and it like dropped down to 68, and it was like going up and down. I remember the Polygon review was like it changed at least four times. So like it, sometimes they do change scores on Metacritic, and sometimes they don't. It doesn't make any sense. And on a final note. The, it was a Washington. It was the the they the Washington Post. They actually they released their actual review, like a legit review of the game, and it was a four out of four. So why didn't Metacritic use that one? Like I, I don't I don't care that it dropped one point, like from ninety four to ninety three. It's silly, but it is silly when you look at the context of it. Yeah. So do you reckon then? You know, it's not just the Washington Post that played a big role in it, but also then Metacritic could also be slightly criticized. Yeah, like, yes, uh, yeah, they could be criticized on how they handled it and how they stick to these archaic rules that, you know, are quite outdated. Mm. It's Yeah, it's fair enough. Like, I see, I see their kind of, um, uh, what's the word? I, I guess fairness in everything being absolute, you know, that way, you know, in terms of when you review it, you have a good thought about it, you give that score and, and that's kind of final. But I mean, like there's definitely times and we've seen it like, you know, let's say with like Firewatch and things like that, where, you know, Ewan's review, like he, he admitted that like, yeah, I had to play the game again to kind of reevaluate what happened and it kind of give him gave him a new appreciation. So... I definitely see how that kind of absolute factor is can be more of a downfall than a, a positive kind of a aspect with it all for sure. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts? Any other thoughts about the review? Um, not really. I guess I. There is a wider question at the moment with I guess reviews and when a review can be in progress and when you should update it. And I'm sort of conflicted on it. Like I. When a game comes out, do you just sort of review it for the day one product, or do you, if do you give them the benefit of the doubt for a week or two? The, the um, developers, I mean, do you give them benefit of the doubt and and give them a week or two before you deliver your final verdict? Because I'm seeing a lot more websites now sort of hold back with their score or at least a final score, and I just yeah, I don't, I don't know how it all goes down. I I think scores are becoming more and more irrelevant now with games evolving over time, but I think they are a big part of reviews, which, because of this reason, like, you've got this huge hysteria over what what is the Metacritic going to be, but I think it's becoming less and less important anyway. Yeah, it is quite interesting, and I mean, like, if we took away scores then, like... Like, I mean, like, the, the writing itself, like, I don't really look at a review and go, ugh... The score, it, you know, it was perfect writing and they were all like, oh my God, I love this game, but they gave it a seven. But therefore, it's not going to be a great game at all. Like, you know, so yeah. 
I think either taking way taking away that slam, score. Like, even if you give it like in our Doom review, we gave it an eight, but somebody still got you see that I Salty. said that I wasn't the biggest Doom fan, <laughs> even though I gave it a positive review. So that's probably a rare instance where someone judged it on what I actually said rather than the, the score, which is probably a positive. But yeah, I think you're probably going to cop it either way. But I this this yeah. situation was just stupid, though. I agree with Kevin. Like, it doesn't matter, but it's also Metacritic should just budge and change it because clearly it was never meant to be a four out of ten. Oh, definitely, especially with all the changes that they made after it. So, or they should yeah, just remove them interesting. From like, it should be that simple. Yeah, true. Harsh words, Shannon. Look at you. You're just like <laughs> lay down the law. <laughs> Get them out. They've made a mistake. Yeah. Open up that space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, shall we finish off this podcast with everyone's favorite game, What the Wiki? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I do. You can just continue. <laughs> All right. So we we bought this game in uh, in our fiftieth episode uh, podcast. So it's basically. I'll read it a little below that Ewan's written. So, What the Wiki is a quiz show where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game. Uh, the contestants, the podcast guests, must guess the game. First person to guess two games correctly wins, but you can play through all the games if you like. I think that last bit was more for me. But anyway. Um, so, essentially, I have to read through... Uh, uh, I, I guess like an overview of the game. I substitute the name of the game for the game. Uh, and then you guys have to guess what it is. So it's the first person to guess two games correctly. Uh, and they will win a glorious pl- prize of just I being am, able to say I'm that the they're the winner. I'm the champion at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Wiki> I... <laughs> yeah. Look yeah, at you, I your am. smug little I face. Am. You're like, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Reigning champ. <laughs> Um, with this though, we need we need some kind of buzzer system which we forgot to prep. Um, so how do you want to do this? Hand up. Hand up. Just say your That's name. That's not a Go sound. <laughs> yeah, good one, good one. I love it. Say your name. Okay. okay. Um, are we all ready, contestants? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's play what the wiki. Game one. Uh, okay, here we go. I'll put my normal voice on. So. <clears throat> the game's single player picks up where the previous game left off as it reveres tier one operator Preacher returning home to find his family torn apart from years of deployment. The campaign also reveals that the deadly explosive uh, PETN, I'm going to say that is, had begun to appear around the globe. Anyone? <laughs> Not yet? No. <laughs> Let me read on. The game is a first-person shooter video game developed by Danger Close Games and published by Electronic Arts. It is a direct sequel to a 2010 series reboot and the 14th and final installment in its series. Kevin, Kevin, I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah, what? Medal of Honor Warfighter. Oh, bang, smack on it, mate. Well done. (laughs) One point to Kevin. That was actually really good. That was a bit of a tough one. Okay, here we go. Game number two. I think I should... This one is going to be quite easy, actually. Let me start with the first bit. Okay. The game is a first-person shooter video game developed by Irrational Games and published by 2K Games. The game is the third installment in the series, though it is not... Yep. (laughs) No, you said it, mate. You got to take a guess. And if you're wrong, you're out. For this round. Correct. Look at you. (laughs) Try to throw everyone off their mark. Well done. One point, Kevin. One point, Shannon. Zero point, Sarah. Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, game number three. Yeah, let's go that bit. The game is an action-adventure platform video game, the fourth entry in its series. It is the first portable entry in the series, released for the PlayStation Vita. It was developed by SIE Ben Studio, with development overseen by Naughty Dog. Three, two, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, I know it's Uncharted, but I don't know what it's called. 
You gotta guess the correct name, mate. Sarah, do you it's know like it? called, it's called like golden something, oh. right? <laughs> <laughs> am I, am I, am I on my, uh, is it you're, right? You're close, you're close. You gotta answer, mate. I'm gonna give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two. Go golden compass? What? Oh, <laughs> man, so close, but so wrong, so wrong. Okay, Kevin's out. It's between Sarah and Shannon. I'll go on. The story is set sometime before the events of the previous game and begins in media res with... Uh, that's not how you say that name, but anyway, with Nathan Drake following rival explorer Jason Dante through a temple complex in Panama. Dante has ordered his army of mercenaries <laughs> to kill Drake on site, and after a series of gunfights, the platform Drake is climbing is hit by an Shannon, RPG. I just wanted to hear Yo. you read me the Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm actually not 100% sure, but I think it's Uncharted Golden Abyss. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, your winner, Shannon Grixty. <laughs> well done, reigning champ. Yeah. He's still the reigning Jared. champion. Yeah. Anything to say? Winning words? Just killing it. Just so humble, so Dish humble. <laughs> no, that's fun. Um, yeah, well, definitely a fun little game. I think we're going to try and bring it back. Uh, listeners, feel free to tweet in your games that you want the uh, guys to try and guess. So maybe a private message, uh, Ewan or myself as well. You can do that on Twitter. Um, or oh, I want to say private message, press start, but Shannon might cheat in uh, looking in that as well. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, well, let's, you know, that brings us to an end of what was episode 52 of the Startcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. Be sure to also follow Press Start on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube at Press Start AU, as well as visiting the site at pressstart.com.au. Remember, you can send us your topics either by tweeting myself at underscore Jake Barros or Press Start uh, or Ewan as well, Ewan T. Roxburgh. Uh, I've been your host, Jake. You can follow me once again at underscore Jake Barros. Joining us today was Kevin. Hi, hello. You can follow me on Genghis Can 92 on everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> Prepare for cat photos, I guess, if you want to follow my Instagram. <laughs> Always good seeing those cat photos, mate. Just make my day. Make my day. Uh, we've also been joined by Shannon. Yep, you can follow me on Shancake underscore on all socials. Ah. Awesome. And we can, uh, we've also yeah. been joined by Sarah. Yep, and you can follow me on with Scary, S-C-A-R-E-Y-Y, -Y, on everything. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> we really do need to do an episode when everyone just says how they came up with their handles as well as their uh, gamer tags because I still have not heard the uh, story of Shannon's uh, gamer tag as well. Which uh, is really oh, God, I've been... God, don't even go there. All right. On that note. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Until the next time, happy gaming. Bye. See you later. Bye.